0: Hello, and welcome back to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. It's fall, time to go back to school. I've got some really great episodes for you as we enter this new season, and I'm sure you're going to want to tune in. I also have an upcoming workshop, and you can learn all about that on my website, isabelbridges.com. See you inside the episode. Hello and welcome to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Bridges, and here on this show, we dive deep into all things mothering, sistering, and humaning, because the roles that you play are something you learned, not who you are. Let's begin. Welcome to season three of the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I am so excited to share some oldies but goodies with you today. So you will be hearing from the Awakened Mother Show, which is a summit I did during COVID. As you listen, I want you to really notice how far you've come since then, where you find yourself now, and also how you can use what you learned during that time and in this podcast in the future. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel, and today we're talking about, drumroll please, finances with Dana Hernandez. Dana, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. So this feels like um, an edgy topic. Uh, so we're going to approach with caution. And I am really looking forward to it too. There's a a flavor of adulting that I just didn't get from my own parents and in, in my own upbringing. Uh, so I want to talk about that. I want to talk about... Um, like the things that we think everyone else knows, and we're the only ones that don't know them. Um, And I want to talk about the shame that happens around our own personal finances. Before we do that, though, Dana, would you just introduce yourself to our listeners, let them know who you are, what you do. And as always, I'll ask you, what does empowerment mean to you?
1: Yeah. Um, So I'm Dana Hernandez. Um, I'm a financial planner. Um, I have been for about three years now. I really like it. Um, I'm able to help people with their finances, which is the number one stressor for most people and families. Um, And then I have a book coming out later this year called Trust Your Gut, Get Smart With Money. My stories about toxic roommates, ex-boyfriends, and what I learned Um, So I kind of come at it with a little bit of what I've been through and kind of tie it all in a in a nice bow with my education about finances that I've learned um, and how to like tips on how to build your credit and things like that. Um, And I also have my own podcast called Get Smart with Money podcast. um, And I'm based out of Reno, Nevada.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So. How do you see empowerment in relationship to finances?
1: Um, Empowerment to finances, it's very important to be in control of your money. Um, It's very important to go over your budget um, as well to make sure that you're not overspending and spending on things you don't need, like maybe a subscription for something, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of people just kind of, you know, go into those things and kind of just leave it alone. And they're like, eh, it's only like $2.99 a month, but in a whole year, it costs a bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So just being in control of your finances, um, reviewing them and investing in the right policies, um, the ones that are going to give you six percent and higher interest, compound interest. Um, because, you know, we have to learn about these things, unfortunately, after high school, because they don't teach us about compound interest. Um, Mm -hmm. so being very educated about your finances, maybe as soon as you're out of school is very important as well to be empowered about your finances. Um, Yeah, I think that's very important because I wouldn't be in the situation that I'm in now trying to play catch up from when I first had my first job at a grocery store uh, for almost 10 years. And Mm -hmm. I was just buying concert tickets left and right and uh, experimenting with different types of alcohol that we would sell at the store. We would all kind of go in halvesies on that and split it and taste everything. And it was just like, I mean, that was fun. But, and I have like good experiences from all the concerts I went to, but at the same time, I wasn't putting my money anywhere where it was going to help me for the future. And at that time I was always thinking about the future. I was always thinking about the future. Can't you just live in the now and i'm like i'm sorry i can't like my mind doesn't work like that i'm i need to prepare to be financially you know free and independent and just comfortable i don't want to have to worry about anything like that in the future but the only thing that i literally was lacking for that to happen was my financial knowledge <laughs> and you know you don't know what you don't know so i didn't know that i should have been looking things up and nobody ever approached me about it either so That was just really unfortunate.
0: So I want to just return to compound interest. Mm -hmm. And I would love for us to kind of use that as a metaphor for knowledge about finances. Yeah. Can you kind of just educate us on what compound interest is? And then maybe we can layer like our knowledge about finances on top of that. Yeah.
1: So, um, it's called the rule of 72. We teach this to our clients and everything. Um, so the rule of 72 was discovered by Albert Einstein and it's basically how fast your money is going to grow over every year. So say if you have like $10,000 at age 29, you take 72 divided by 1% because it's sitting in the place that's going to give you 1% uh, interest. So it would take 72 years for your money to finally double to $20,000. And unfortunately, this is where most people put their money in the bank. But the bank gives you even less than 1%. So, you know, that's just unfortunate because nobody understands that compound interest is so important because they just basically teach you the definition of it in school Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they don't teach you how it actually works. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. So say if you were saving your money in the place, that's going to give you 6% compound interest and you have your $10,000 at age 29. So you take the 6% divided by 72, your money's going to double What I believe it's every 12 years. Mm -hmm. So every 12 years, your money is doubling a lot faster. And this is where the rich get richer. They have their money in their policies, like life insurance and things like that, that have 6%, 7%, and up to 15, sometimes 20%. Uh, Just depends on the company. But this is where the rich people get richer. And all of us that keep our money in the bank, we don't understand why how come these people have all these nice things and they're able to go like gamble all this money or do whatever they want to do, go on vacations and not have to worry. So everybody can do this. Everybody can put their money in a policy, a plan like this for it to grow very fast. And this is my job to educate people on this. And I love doing it because it gets people's gears turning. (laughs) You could see it. So And what I'm also hearing you say is
0: that can be the way financial knowledge can grow too. when you put your knowledge in something that can grow it quickly. I Mm -hmm. I think often we feel that there's a block because we feel so overwhelmed by our finances and we feel like we're not smart enough or we can't do the math or that's something, you know, someone else should be doing, but I can't do it.
1: Mm -hmm. Fortunately, though, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, you know, a lot of that overwhelm kind of comes with the fact that, you know, like Charles Schwab, you got to walk in there with like 25 grand to do anything. But thankfully, my business is basically taking Wall Street to Main Street. So nobody feels overwhelmed. Like we sit down with people for free and go over their finances and do a free financial needs analysis with them just to see where they're at, where their family is maybe lacking in some things. And we help that way. So it's not like a intimidation tactic. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to come in with hella money. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So is this something even
1: our children could start learning about, even if it's not in school? Is this I something definitely they can learn. Yeah, I definitely believe so. I think that they definitely should learn that stuff. Um, The only thing that got me interested in finances was when my mom took me to open a Roth IRA when I was like maybe 10. Mm -hmm. She opened it with the bonds that she was collecting from years of working. And that was the only thing that ever got me interested in finances. And the financial industry is a good one to get into because you don't need any prior knowledge either Mm -hmm. to get into it. You can learn as you go, which is great. (laughs) So... Yeah, and you can help people and help yourself too. So it's perfect. And it's real world. It's real world problems that we're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And we're helping people with real things, like the biggest stressors. So I love that part about it.
0: So what's one place someone could start? Say they find themselves, you know, there's so many different places that one could find themselves. But say we've got, a woman listening, their mother of three children, they stay at home with their kids. So they're not earning any money, although they are doing a full load of care for their families. So their partner is earning the living. And they just don't really know a lot about what is coming in and going out in relationship to their finances. Can you describe a way that this woman can feel more empowered and can kind of feel like she has more knowledge about what is happening in her own bank account
1: um yeah i mean that's kind of a sketchy sounding situation yeah first uh (laughs) because you know it's like a partnership you should know how the finances are going um and if you have one breadwinner like that, you definitely need to look into getting life insurance. Um, you can definitely reach out to me anytime. Uh, but if, you know you want to look things up online, there's free information there um on how life insurance works. There's term uh, life insurance, and there's permanent life insurance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, go look the difference up between the both, the benefits of both. um. Yeah, I would say definitely just get familiar with that because, you know, not a lot of people really realize that you need two incomes a lot of the time mm-hmm. to pay for a place. Um, and, you know, the husband could also be working two jobs in this situation. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's very important just to get a grasp on what life insurance can do for you, because if something happens to him, what's going to happen to her and the kids if they don't have that protection? Yep. It's a horrible thing. That resource in in our notes too. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So often finances can feel scary. Things like life insurance. Mm -hmm. And so I think part of the way that we can ease some of that fear is just to turn some of the lights on
1: slowly. Slowly. Yeah. Just search one thing online and just see what you can find. Um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the first basic step I think you could do.
0: Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of trauma that goes into um, the way we talk about our finances in the families that we create versus how we grew up. Uh, talking about finances. Can you say a little bit about that piece too?
1: Yeah. Um, A lot of people growing up with their parents, they witness a lot of fighting having to do with money. And that gets carried with you through adulthood. And then you don't really realize it sometimes, but you kind of act how your parents used to act, um, which is, yeah, it's trauma. Um it's really really unfortunate but it's really good to recognize it and try and just, you know, say to yourself, you know, that was them, not me. This is not how I want to be. So you start doing your own research and you start trying to change your identity and stop saying things like I can't afford this or we can't afford this. Start trying to change your wording. Uh, For me, I've been telling myself that I make $10,000 a month uh, and I'm trying to act accordingly. It is, it's tough. But the more you tell yourself that every day, maybe you like, I wrote myself a check too, like how Jim Carrey did. Uh, yep. when he, yeah, when he was like, just starting, he wrote himself a check for a million dollars. I wrote one for $10,000. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I look at it every day. And I'm like, okay, that's nice and juicy. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm just trying to change my identity. I have like a whole list by my computer uh, in my office. And um, it says I'm a great financial planner. Um, I have a best-selling book. I'm an amazing public speaker. I make $10,000 a month. Um, you know, I'm a great podcast host and all that kind of stuff. And I look at it every day and like say it out loud and just act accordingly. And I do actually find this to be working already. I've been doing it for probably two weeks. Um and I've been making more moves. I've been networking a lot more with people and just trying to get the word out about financial education, especially Mm -hmm. at my new job. So I kind of just let everybody kind of warm up to me. And I'm like, Hey, I have a podcast. Like it's about money. And I really want to show you like just things that can help you for your future.
0: (laughs) I love that you're sharing this piece too, because so often we hear about one or the other. We hear about like All the things you need to do externally to get your finances in order, you know, life insurance, figure out your taxes, get this credit card, but not that type of credit card. Yeah. But what you're really talking about is the inner work of it, too. Yeah. And it's that
1: that works. That actually makes a difference. It definitely does. Um, Money EQ is our emotional relationship with money. There's money IQ, which is investing and all that stuff. Mm. But money EQ is our first and foremost, like feeling about money. So if you do have trauma from maybe your childhood, something happened, then this is where you sit with yourself and you're like, okay, like, I feel this because of this, because of this person But that wasn't, you know, it didn't have anything to do with me. And also, you're supposed to like, it might sound weird, but you're supposed to have a conversation with the money in your wallet. Mm -hmm. Um, So whether it's your debit card or credit card, cash, whatever, um, you're supposed to be very grateful as well to your money. Start thanking your money when you're able to buy something like at the store. Mm. um say thank you money or gracias money
0: mm-hmm.
1: um yeah and it just makes you feel better it, it's creating a a bond between you and money so mm-hmm. it's not so uh, so much of a anxiety filled thing for you anymore um and i've been doing this for months <laughs> now and things have gotten a little better I still feel anxiety when I'm, you know, getting my paycheck and I'm like, because that's unhappy money because I don't want to be working for anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. There's unhappy money when you get like your paycheck from a job you hate. And then there's happy money when you spend the money on like ice cream or something like that, or like a trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, yeah, money EQ is definitely the first thing to becoming a little more e- at ease about your finances.
0: Mm-hmm. And if the women listening wanted to learn more about EQ, how could they do that?
1: Um, They should look up a gentleman named Ken Honda. He is from Japan. This is who I learned all this from. Um, but he's helped many people in Japan with their finances. Um and if anybody is not aware, Japan is pretty much all on credit. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, their financial situation is not the best. Um, so he helps a lot of people over there with their financial situations. And now he's in America helping a lot of people. Um, and I'm sure the cultural differences are very apparent to him but Mm -hmm. um yeah ken honda is just like a big old teddy bear and he's very smart and just knows all about money he's he's written a bunch of books um he does like couples counseling too where like one person will be the spender and then one will be the saver and Mm -hmm. this is where their arguments come from and it's really interesting (laughs) yeah yeah like for me and my boyfriend i'm the saver and the moneymaker and he's the spender, <laughs> but they're also good to have, you know, like savers are very like uptight mm-hmm. and sometimes you got to just let go. Sometimes you just yeah. have to relax and just go buy that milkshake or something. Just do it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. It's not going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be happy that you did. <laughs> just treat yourself for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to get over that too because I was like budgeting like a mad person for years. And I was like, no, not you know enjoying life. No, it's not yeah. enjoying life. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get that boba tea on the way home from work today. Yeah. So you just have to do things like that. But then spenders are also really good to be with savers because they can't just be, you know, blowing their money like crazy. So Mm -hmm. someone needs to have control and they depend on the savers for the stability.
0: So yeah, we even each other out. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) So we're coming to the
0: end of our time together. I want to ask you a question that I ask all of my guests, which is what is the next empowering action that our listeners can take
1: on this topic? Um, Yeah, the next empowering action, um, I would say, get your kids involved uh, with your learning Mm. of finances, because it's just gonna help. It's just gonna help. (laughs) Uh, It's like all the kids in my company, they're all like, I want to know more. And it's amazing. All these kids are just so well-rounded, just learning about finances because it's just so, you know, ignored. Um, So I would say, get your kids involved in your learning process and you guys learn together. Um, You know, two brains are better than one. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And everyone is hiding the money conversation from your kids. Exactly. Like, you know, Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to tell them like how much you make an hour, but don't hide the whole fact about having to build credit. And this is how you be responsible. Like that's always good for them to understand because they're not going to get that from school. Yep. So and they're going to be a little bit ahead of their friends. Um, also one good tip, if you have a credit card and you're good at making payments, um, and you have kids, you can put your kids on your credit card as an authorized user to get their credit going quicker. So they're ahead of their friends when they're like 18 to 21 and they need to start building their credit then. So just, just a good tip there. Um, but yeah, and then everybody is welcome to find me on Instagram Mm -hmm. at dana.hernandez.agent. Um, You can definitely message me on there. We can connect. Let me know where you uh, heard me on. Um, And then you're more than welcome to book an appointment with me. I have a Calendly link that will be in the description of this episode. So go find that. I'm more than happy to talk with anybody and just educate you a bit on Finance 101. Awesome. Thanks, Dana. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye, guys.
0: You've been listening to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. That's all for today, my friends. And here's what I want you to remember empowerment is an inside job. The only one who can empower you is you. Today's episode was produced by Brendan Lindsay. Intro and outro music are by Matthew Randolph. I'm Isabel Bridges, author of Daddy Daughter Day. I'm also the founder of the Mother's Empowerment Sisterhood. You can learn more about my work and join the sisterhood at isabelbridges.com. And I'm offering a 50% off discount for a limited time only. So check it out today, isabelbridges.com.